Hello, and welcome back to Felicity Was Here. I'm Heather. I'm Melissa. And I'm Dr. Joe. And today we are discussing Felicity Season 1, Episode 6, Cheating. This week, an attempt to help Ben puts both his and Felicity's college career at risk. The Tin Man pursues Elena, and Julie worries about impressing her boyfriend. Hey, ladies. Hey. So I don't know about you all, but I feel like this episode in particular sets off a different tone Mm -hmm. for the rest of the season. It's a little bit heavier, I feel like, and the next few episodes are going to be a little depressing as well. Yeah. I usually meet this episode with some like, ugh, okay, I guess I'll watch this. But upon rewatch, I noticed some things, so I'm really excited to share these new insights with you all today. So we'll see. It probably won't be a favorite of the season, but I think we'll be able to look at this episode with a fresh set of eyes soon. So quick recap on what happened last week at Halloween. Felicity and Ben bonded over some shared trauma of a burglary. Julie went out with the pink guy, and Elena had a one-night stand with a guy named Blair that she met at the Halloween party. We also met two new characters, Sean and Javier, who we all love. Here we go. Let's get into cheating. So the episode starts with Felicity at Ben's loft, and they're both sitting on his couch, looking at papers and eating some snacks, so they're studying together. And Felicity tells Sally it was perfect. So Felicity's looking at her paper, she's eaten some chips and salsa, and also, if you'll notice, she's wearing the necklace that Ben gave her just in the last episode, if you remember, to replace the one that the burglars stole from her neck that was from her grandmother. He gave her a new necklace, and she's already wearing it in this episode. I was ecstatic when I saw that necklace on her because I love that moment. That's one of my favorite moments when he gives it to her. So I was really excited to already see it featured in the very next episode. Yeah, she is probably showering with that thing that's (laughs) never going to come off. Exactly. (laughs) So then Ben starts staring at Felicity very intently and he's looking kind of thirsty at her. Mm -hmm. Felicity notices that he's staring and says, what? And Ben replies, hold still. And they lock eyes and he leans in toward her. He gets so close to her face. And then he flicks her on the teeth and says that there was cilantro from the salsa. So that burst her bubble a little bit. And so then they just proceed to talk about their English papers. And Ben says that he thinks his is pretty good. And Felicity offers to proofread his and hand them in together. And he takes her up on that. In all my rewatches of the show, because we are now overanalyzing this, this scene finally made me come to the realization that maybe Felicity is an unreliable narrator. Yes, I think that's a great insight. And I totally agree. Because who looks at someone like that when they have food in their teeth? And maybe this all this whole scenario is just how it looked in Felicity's head. Like she's relaying this scene to Sally. And in her mind, Ben was getting really close to her and leaning in for a maybe kiss. But then just at the last minute, he flicks something out of her teeth. But maybe the reality was that Ben just kind of like squints a little extra hard and says oh, you got shit in your teeth. I've never thought about it that way, but that makes sense since it was so exaggerated. Yes. So ridiculous. Yes, exaggerated, definitely. Um, But this was one of my, or my only, (laughs) hottest Ben moment of the episode since all the other Ben moments were kind of depressing this this episode. Mm -hmm. His little intense luck he gives her, even if it's just in her head, was super hot. So, um, yeah, props to 
props to Ben for his sexy teeth flick. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with that. So Ben gives her his paper. He walks her to the door. And again, there seems to be a lot of sexual tension at his door. She's kind of standing in front of it and reaches behind her to open the door for her and again, get super close to her face. Yeah, she was just in the way. He just couldn't get to the door because she was standing right yeah, in front of the doorknob. And he's like, move. Like, please leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this night to end. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so as she leaves Ben's place, she tells Sally, see, perfect. I should have known. Which tells us she's about to do something very Felicity here. So we see her back in her room putting in the disc, which is a hard disc. At first, I thought maybe it'd be a floppy disc, but no, it's a hard disc. And she starts proofing his paper. She is not pleased with Ben's work and starts deleting sentences and then starts deleting entire paragraphs. And she's basically rewriting his whole paper now. Awful. Awful. And after she's done editing, we do see Felicity turn in both of their papers into the class. And this is just so awful. Felicity has zero boundaries when it comes to Ben. And she is so impulsive. She just cannot help herself. Yeah. And you can tell she doesn't because she was smiling while she was doing the editing slash rewriting, <laughs> deleting. She had a little smile on her face. She was very pleased with herself. She thought she was doing this amazing thing. And that's wild and makes me really sad because he did say that he thought it was a good paper. Like he thought he did a good job. And it just feels like an insult now because she's smiling, thinking, oh, look at my handiwork. I'm doing a great job. And just really takes away from him doing a good job. Every time I watch this episode, I think about how it's such a huge missed opportunity for her to spend more time with him. She thinks she's doing him a favor by fixing his paper, but she would have been doing herself and him a favor if she had called him and said, hey, Ben, come back to my <laughs> dorm or I'll come back to your apartment. Let's work on this some more. I noticed some things that you could make better. And she could have seen him again and they could have had more flirtatious mm -hmm. moments. But no, she just decided to do more crazy things. Blew it. And I think she got tunnel vision and just kind of nerded out too hard also. And that's why she <laughs> couldn't think, oh, this is, would be a good opportunity to call him back and you know, meet up again. I think she just got into nerd mode and was having a little bit too much fun with the paper. She was smiling a lot. You know, we talked about Ben smiling quite a bit, but she was smiling her butt off while she was in front of that computer. So I was like, wow, she's having a, is she having a better time doing that than she was when she was with Ben? Like, what the heck? Is it that entertaining for her? <laughs> and for someone who's so smart, doesn't she realize that like the word she was using and all that would not sound like Ben? If she read his paper and it was, she's about to find out. In the cafeteria the next day, Felicity's with Julie and she's dishing on everything that happened with Ben. And Julie says that him touching her teeth means something. Julie says, I've gone out with guys for weeks who never flicked my teeth. And the lunch lady overhears and tells them that teeth are the most sensual part of <laughs> the body. And I think this whole conversation is weird now for Felicity to be dishing about Ben to Julie. Like, Julie went on a date with him. She also liked him. Now I guess she's with Pink Guy, but I think it's weird that now Julie's giving her advice on the deeper meaning behind Ben's actions. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because Pink Guy is on the scene now and taking up some space and it's a distraction from that, or if it's just more conflict avoidance on Julie's part, so she's not trying to be awkward anymore about it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, she's too obsessed with Pink Guy to really care about Ben anymore, because Pink Guy's obsessed with her. And she likes that. She likes when guys are obsessed. 
Then Pink Guy comes up to them in the cafeteria and tells Julie that she can't cancel on him. Apparently, they're going to see a Russian movie called Solaris, 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 that is like five hours long. And Pink Guy had a dream that she canceled on him. So he's like, you can't cancel. And she says she's not going to. So he's excited and leaves. But Felicity then warns Julie that Solaris is super confusing, that she tried watching it a while ago. And could not understand what was going on and and just it's five hours of hell, basically. And Julie starts to panic because she's like, well, obviously, this is a test that Pink Guy is giving her. He's the film school bro. He's out to prove that he knows what cool movies are. And now she feels like she's going to look like an idiot if she can't hang with him and watch these quote unquote good movies. Yeah. So that makes me think maybe he's not actually testing her. I think it may be just her heightened tendency to have insecurity and kind of be unsure of herself. So she may be perceiving it as a test, but it may not actually be a test. And it also stinks that they're not doing things that both of them enjoy, like doing music related stuff. Like it always has to be movie stuff. It's not balanced. So that stinks. But I think that also is not just because of him, but because she's not being more assertive about what she wants to do. Yeah. I mean, they already did The Exorcist. She did his movie review and was giving him feedback on his movie. And now another movie, like plan a different date, dude. Like do something that she likes. Go to a concert. I don't think he knows how. Yeah, I would love it if they went to a concert. Like yeah. she could do like an open mic night or, you know, go see someone else and or something. But I, I don't think he knows how to date place. I, I think he just doesn't know how to try to be interested in a way that's satisfying for her to like, hey, this is a relationship. Let's do stuff we both like. I don't think he, he grasped that concept. Yeah, I don't think they want us to see like too much of them like too much of their relationship progressing just based on future things, but I won't talk about it yet. Meanwhile, Elena confronts Noel because he's on her list for talking about her and Blair, who's the Tin Man, to the other residents. Apparently she was in the bathroom and (laughs) someone started singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow at her. That was pretty clever. But Noel says that Maybe the Tin Man is the one doing the talking because he really doesn't care who Elena dates or sleeps with. And right then, Blair comes up to her as well, and she kind of tries to dodge him. He wants to come by, grab a bite with her. He's asking her out on a couple dates. But to me, it feels like Elena's almost acting like she's insulted, but she does say yes to him, to Blair, begrudgingly, but she says yes. And Blair asks Noel, like, is she always like this? And he says, yes. <laughs> he's so funny because he's like standing watching Blair ask Elena out and he's watching them like with his arms crossed wearing a, you know, his robe because he must have just woken up or something. It, it just looks so funny. Like he just looks like that old guy watching the kids be stupid. But I think he looks cute. I don't think he's like old guy, whatever. But I, I didn't think she was annoyed or insulted or upset i think she was just really uncomfortable and uncertain because i think she likes him (laughs) so i think she's just kind of uncomfortable and it's just another funny contrast to to show how differently elena and felicity approach their relationships where felicity's reading into everything and really you know eager and elena's very standoffish and guarded 100 (laughs) percent now back to english lecture The professor is talking about Browning, which is who they wrote their papers about, and Ben looks like he is furiously taking notes. Meanwhile, Felicity is sitting down the row from him, basically staring at him, and (laughs) 
she's sitting next to Julie, but then Ben's down the row. I don't know why they're not just sitting with their friends, but. I think when stuff like that happens, I think it's solely for plot stuff and to increase dramatic tension. Because what happens next, I think narratively, if she was sitting right next to him, she would have been able to discreetly help him out. And maybe this whole situation would have been avoided if she was sitting right next to him and could have guided him a little bit better. And also, if he's sitting a little farther away, we get to watch her watch him longingly and then with panic because she knows what's going on and and why. So I think it's just kind of narrative tension with why they didn't sit next to each other. Makes sense. Can't resist a beautiful shot. But honestly, that's so true. When stuff doesn't make sense on television, it's because they're trying to create some sort of drama. And I'll, I'll go with it. I appreciate a good drama. That's why we're here. Keep going. <laughs> let's, let's bring it on. Bring on the drama. I'm ready for it. So the professor asks the class a question and a bunch of people raise their hands. Ben doesn't, but the professor calls on him to answer. And he says, my hand wasn't up. Which is funny. Because <laughs> um, Ben doesn't know the answer. But then the professor asks him another question, and Ben doesn't know the answer to that either. So then Felicity jumps in oh. to answer for him, and she and Julie kind of look at each other, and they realize, <laughs> like, something is going on here. So after class, Julie and Felicity are grabbing their papers to get their grades after class, and Ben comes up to them, is like, how'd you guys do? Okay, I'm going to go find mine. And so he goes to the pile of papers and starts searching for his, and he can't find his in the pile. And so the professor comes out of the class and asks to speak to Ben. And here I thought to myself, Felicity really didn't think this through because if you're getting your paper back, like, isn't Ben going to see that his was completely different from what he had given her before? Like, she really just didn't think through at all her her little helping attempt here. Yeah, exactly. Like, is he was he going to say thank you? When I think back to getting like papers back in college, I'd look at the grade, but then I'd be like, okay, that's going in the trash or that's going in like a folder somewhere. Like I would not reread it probably. He might though, if he got a better maybe. grade than usual and he maybe would have yeah. wanted to see the professor's comments on it. Like, oh my gosh, I actually did it's well hard. for once. Like he would have been maybe curious. Maybe that would have been a little bit more of a motivator than just any or if other the paper. first or if the first page even just looked kind of different. Like if you notice new paragraphs in a place you were, maybe I'm just a nerd, but I feel like I would have maybe noticed that this yeah. chunk of text just it's looks shaped different. differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't notice. But anyway. But I like writing, so <laughs> I yeah. would have. I absolutely exactly. would have. Exactly. What, what did they say? What did they think? Yeah. I would have been a little bit on the more felicity end of the spectrum, probably. <laughs> Oh, probably depends <laughs> if the professor like wrote comments in the other pages yeah. or like underlined yeah. anything or if it was just literally a letter grade on top but boring i want either way <laughs> yeah either way ben does not get his paperback he can't find his in the pile and the professor comes out of the classroom and comes up to him and asks to speak with him privately so ben goes into the classroom Thanks. closes the door and the professor, yeah, yikes. And the professor says basically that he liked the paper. Ben was like, okay, I don't, good. Like, I don't get what's the problem here. But the professor said that is the problem. Ouch. Yeah. I thought that would hurt so much because the idea that Ben Covington could write a good paper is so unbelievable that the professor's like, suspicious, that's sus. We got to have a talk. We got to investigate. 
And and he was correct though <laughs> because he didn't write it. True. But for Ben to get another message of not being good enough, that's just got to be another blow to his already low self esteem. So that was a huge bummer to see. I mean, I, I'm not a teacher. We have a teacher here, but I'm not a teacher. But I would have thought if one of my students improved that much, I'd be like, oh, I'm an amazing teacher. Look how much they've been so good. <laughs> well, also, it's still like, what is it? Just October in the last episode. So oh. it's still the beginning of the year. I don't feel like he yeah. would know that much about Ben's writing good at point. that point. point. Like, <laughs> Maybe that clueless look on his face during class. Maybe that was it. Maybe he, because he couldn't answer the questions, then he was like, okay, this paper was too good. Maybe if Ben yeah. had answered the questions correctly, like, he'd be boy. like, okay, cool, he's improving. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of call BS too. I went to a relatively big school. I didn't think that UNY would be like a tiny little liberal arts college if everyone <laughs> knows New York. But like my professors didn't know my name. They would not be able to recognize a sudden improvement in my papers. Like we had TAs. And even then, I don't know if they would really notice that I got, had that big of an improvement. So I kind of call BS on that too. Like for him to, in his huge lecture, to just pinpoint yeah. Ben. I don't know if that would happen. But yeah, you're right. It is early in the year and it is a big lecture hall. So it's kind of again, dramatic stuff. So we have an episode to watch. All for the show. <laughs> And technically, the like you said, the professor's correct. He didn't write that. Yeah, paper. so he was right but, to be uh, Yeah. <laughs> so afterward in the cafeteria, Julie and Felicity just really want to find out more from Ben because they saw him arguing with the professor in the classroom. And so Ben explains further. He's like, it's just totally unfair. I do better and then I get punished. And he was saying... The professor thought it was an A paper and therefore I must have copied it. And he says, what a dick. And we will hear this Ben-ism. He will use that word over and over in this show. It's his word of choice when he's trying to insult someone. That was a really good and... impression of it. Like, that's exactly how he says it, too. Because he kind of has, like, a little bit of a lisp, kind of. I don't know. That was perfect. Thank you. I've watched this show a lot. <laughs> and I think his interpretation of this, of getting punished for doing better, I think this is his history of living with a quote-unquote ticking time bomb, his father. Because you can't do anything right. So, like, no matter what you do, it's not going to be good enough. And even when it is good enough, it's still not good enough. Because it's like, why can't you do it that way all the time? And you'll just inevitably get in trouble or be criticized or put down somehow. So I think that's that line of, you know, like, I do better and I get punished is reflective of kind of that trauma background. So that that was that was mm -hmm. pretty good that that was thrown in there. Mm. Well, thank you, Dr. Joe. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I noticed that's a lot good. of that this episode. I was really kind of excited. This is the first time I've looked at it through that lens. So I was like, oh my gosh, there's some <laughs> there's some meaty stuff here. Got some good material to work with. I mean, this is Melissa's least favorite episode, but Dr. Joe is like, put I'm me in coach anyways. this yeah. thing. This is my episode. <laughs> I'm glad someone's getting something from it. But meanwhile, like while Ben is explaining all of this to the group, Felicity is pretty silent because she knows what she did. But she hasn't really fessed up yet until Ben gets up to leave to go talk to his counselor about all of this. Because Ben says that basically they're starting an investigation and they're going to look into his, I guess, his grades and his records. And they're going to start an investigation into this. So he thinks this is unfair. He's going to go see his counselor and he gets up and leaves. But Felicity chases after him and in the hallway, not a great place to do this. But she tells him that she wrote his paper and he is furious which is completely understandable mm -hmm. rightly so but 
when Felicity says that she's going to tell the professor that it was her fault, Ben just kind of says, or rather yells, like, no, just get away from me. And he storms off. And the not just awkwardness, but I just I had like a pit in my stomach after this fight because he was so angry mm-hmm. and she obviously was so upset and felt really guilty, which she should. But it was just such an uncomfortable moment and probably the worst in the show so far. Yeah. Like Melissa said. Yeah, it was intense. And I well, I obviously don't think yelling is awesome. I think he was doing that because of a learned behavior from his father. Again, kind of more of that trauma history coming up. And I don't think he's had a good model of healthy expression of anger or any feelings for that matter. So I can, I think that would have been really well lined with his character background. So I was like, that was another good writing moment. You know, the writers, we didn't credit them yet. (laughs) We should have that information. But I think they did a really good job. I think that's like right on track for, for what he's experienced, how he would react in that moment. Yeah, and this is someone he thought was becoming a good friend. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the yelling was okay. Like he's completely crushed by what she did, and now he might get kicked out of school because of the investigation. So I would have yelled too. Yeah, and when you think about it, he went, he specifically went that far away from home to get away from all that trauma stuff. So this is this is really putting his life in jeopardy. Essentially, you know, if he does if he does get expelled, that would be devastating. And he, what we know from his application essay, too, is that he felt like he wasn't good enough to be there. And so now here's just another here's more kind evidence. Of thing to add to the <laughs> list of reasons. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, now my right. friend who I like, it's hard for me to trust people. And now I finally maybe start trusting her. And now I, again, don't feel like I'm good enough to be here. It's really sad. And yeah, I'd be angry, too. Mm-hmm. And that's more character development for Ben here. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of see him in these different situations now, too. And I actually would like love to see a spinoff show of Ben's like from all of the same scenes and situations that happen, but from Ben's point of view, because I feel like it would be like swim fan. Like it'd be a horror show <laughs> that shows this stalker following him to New York City and just like ruining his life at every chance possible. Like she is literally ruining his life at this point. Yeah. And it's nuts. I like this, Heather. It just like shows him at the track and he has this like ceiling that he's being watched. I just thought of Swift Fan. It'll be like Track Fan and that'll just be the show. Oh my gosh. Gary. I think I think that's gonna be the reboot that we didn't know we needed or wanted. <laughs> oh, but... that's a good idea. We should we should start a petition, like an online petition. JJ, get Call on us. it. Call us. Let's let's have a meeting. So after that uncomfortable situation, we go back to the mailroom, the hot pickup spot at college, and Blair is still chasing after Elena as she's getting her mail. He comes up to her, asks her to get coffee, asks her to hang out after chem lab. Like, literally, he's like, anything, I'll do anything. (laughs) Like, let's just hang out. He wants to hang out with her. But Elena's pretty noncommittal. She's like, oh, we'll see. I don't know. So Blair says... Okay, you know this one Chinese restaurant? We're going there to dinner at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. If you're not there, I won't bother you again. And Elena says, okay. So we think they have a date coming up. I kind of think the situation is cute, but I also think some of these types of like men chasing women and not taking no for an answer probably doesn't age well. And, you know, this day and age, it's like, if she doesn't want to go out with you, she doesn't want to go out with you. Like, leave it be. Right. But- like, he does it in a cute way, but I could see where maybe this doesn't mm. totally well. 
That makes sense. I like Blair at this point. I feel like he's just very soft-spoken and, like, has this calm personality. If he had a different personality, like, more pushy, I don't know, then maybe I wouldn't like it, but he just seems like a nice guy at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I have more thoughts later. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of cute boys, Felicity runs to Noel, of course, to tell him what she did to Ben's paper. And she seeks his advice, and he's like, hold on a minute. He runs to go get his RA handbook and brings it back to show Felicity just to show her how serious plagiarism is at this school and that what she's done could mean suspension and even something that would go on her permanent record, but not just her, also for Ben. And Felicity's kind of like in one ear out the other. She's like, I still think, no, I I still think it'll be fine because she lives, I don't know, head in the clouds. But Noel's like, no, 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 please just don't do anything. Don't go to the professor and say you did this. I'm going to go do some recon and find out what all of your options are, because this could be a way bigger deal than you think it is, Felicity, in your little <laughs> mind right now. Yeah, I don't understand how a goody goody like her cannot comprehend this and not understand how horrible and wrong this is because she's a rule follower. There's no way she doesn't understand this. You know, intellectually, she's got to know better. That she she would have never done something like this in high school, presumably, right? Like she's, you know, like how her her roommate had kind of chastised her for being like so boring and straight laced and all those things. And she's like, yeah, I am. And this is so out of line with that. Like, Kiss ass bore. Yeah. Like how does that why does she not understand how, how serious plagiarism is? I, I remember that in college too. Like that was a really big deal. Like that's like the biggest, biggest, biggest no no. How does she not how does she not get that? You know what? She's in love. And her frontal lobe isn't fully developed yet. Doesn't happen until you're, what, 25? Mm, so both of those things combined just equal craziness. That's in for a wild ride. Was... <laughs> yeah. I think at this point, Felicity's probably lived a pretty privileged existence. She's an only child, white, upper class, probably upper middle class, maybe family. Mm-hmm. She probably doesn't realize that there are really huge consequences for your actions, especially if she's never really broken the rules before. She might just not understand the gravity of what could happen because she's just been so sheltered her whole life. She can only play that card so many times, though, at some point. You you have to follow the rules, especially her. I don't know. That's I could see that that being a good reason for some of her other behaviors, but not for something school related. That's supposed to be her wheelhouse. We said she's she's like school smart, not street smart. School smart says don't plagiarize. Like that's that's a hard line. That's a hard yeah. no. So the sheltered stuff, I'm not trying to hear that right now. She 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 messed up and that's that. I don't I don't care about her her privilege. She she knows I, I better. Agree. She I'm knows not saying, better. I'm not saying it's right. No, no, I'm I know you're saying. Not. I know you're not. Very privileged. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that accounts for this this time though. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I'll keep I'll keep thinking on that. I'll uh take that into consideration. Please do. I will. Later on, Ben is at the bar. He's think kind of mulling everything over, very tortured. And he <laughs> he's like at the bar having a drink. He then, yeah. <laughs> and burger and fries. He's got his pint of beer, thinking everything over very in- intensely. And he goes to Felicity to her room and he asks for a copy of the essay that she wrote. And she's like, wait, what? Why? And he's like, just give me a copy of this paper. And he says, don't do or say anything to the professor. I'm going to handle this myself. And she asks him, like, well, what are you going to do? And Ben says he's going to say that he wrote it. 
And she, of course, wants to, you know, persuade him not to do that. But he doesn't care what Felicity thinks. He doesn't want her advice and he doesn't want her help. And he said that it was his fault that he trusted her to turn in his essay. Yikes. Ouch. Yeah. But also true. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he trusted her to do this and she failed. <laughs> she had one job. Yeah. Like proofread, run Microsoft Word with the little clippy from the 90s. And <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But that word fault, fault for trusting, that's again some more context. Um, you know, if you take in the context of his family life, she broke his trust and this fierce independence, I can handle it myself. I'll do it myself. I don't need your help. That attitude is a super common trauma response. So not being able to rely on people you're supposed to be able to, like parents, caregiver type of figures, it makes it so hard to trust anyone else in the world, anyone ever. And she has created this huge rupture in their relationship because doing this broke his trust in her. They barely had a friendship and he she already ruptured that trust now. And him saying it's his fault is just another example of kind of that trauma response where the victim takes on the blame. So sad. Mm -hmm. And naturally, he you know, goes back to his loft and is studying the papers that Felicity gave him and it's raining slash thunderstorming outside, of course, because there's this huge conflict going on. Everything is stormy and cloudy and awful. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I have to wonder why he decides to lie and to say it was his. Like in this moment, he probably could go to the professor and say, I didn't, I didn't know she did this, this, and she could say like, yeah, this is my fault. Um, but I'm just curious and maybe Dr. Joe, you've got some insights here, but yeah. Like why did he decide I'm going to lie be knowing that it could make things so much worse? I think it's more of what I was saying before about the trauma response and wanting to be independent and feeling like you can't rely on anybody else. So I think at that point it was easier to lie and cover for her and just handle it and go from there and not have to get anyone else involved. Maybe he didn't think that the professor would believe him if he just went to him and said like, hey, my friend wrote my paper. That's my stalker. She's ruining her life. And meanwhile, Noel is, you know, doing what he said he was going to do. He's asking around and he actually goes to the dean, which Noel, like you couldn't find anyone else <laughs> questions of like other RA, uh, a guidance counselor. No, he went to the dean. Okay. I don't, Noel, I don't stand, but I still love you, but this was weird. And he asked the dean or the dean rather says, that cheating is very serious. And he's like, did you know that you can buy papers off the internet? Have you ever heard of the internet? And Noel's like, oh yeah, I've got my own website, noelcrane.com. And this becomes a running joke throughout the series too. And it actually used to be a real site that was up. I did check it. It is unfortunately not I working know. anymore. It says that Adobe Flash is no longer supported. So WBCW, whoever owns that server, like, please just update it because I want to go back and look at nolcrane.com. I do oh. remember going there years yeah. ago and it was still working, but yeah, not anymore. Sad. Sad. I mean, it's the 25th anniversary. It's time. Like, update it. It's time. You know, a little bit of a non sequitur, but yeah, nolcrane.com used to be a site, unfortunately not working anymore, but... <laughs> The dean says you can buy papers off the internet, and Noel's like, yeah, I know what the internet is. It's 1998. Get with the times, dean. And 
Noel says that he's got this friend who is concerned about, you know, a paper that was turned in. And he's like, I just want to know what the process might be for cheating. As he's explaining all of this, though, he's not doing a great job of not making it sound like it's him who has cheated. So Yeah, Noel's the mastermind behind asking for a friend. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, no no reason, just, just asking for a friend. And so the dean doubles down and says that he's going to make an example of that person if they are caught turning in a paper that they did not write. So Noel relays all of this info to Felicity, and he shares that next steps, there's going to be a tribunal, which you never want to hear, and that they're going to grill Ben to prove that he did or didn't write this paper and that if he gets caught it's going to be a big disaster and so Noel's just like trying to convince Felicity that she's got to get someone to talk to Ben to not do this to not lie and say that he wrote this paper and Felicity just kind of looks at him <laughs> Noel's like nah not me like Ben and I we don't even like each other what are you talking about like I can't go talk to Ben about this and Felicity says I'll owe you one and Noel responds, don't you already owe me one? And again, I just thought that was a cute moment because, yeah, in their friendship, Noel is pretty much always doing things for Felicity. He got yeah. her the textbooks, the chocolate, anything she wants, he'll do it for her. So she owes him a lot already, but uh, he can't say no to her. He's such Noel a good is, friend. Noel is Felicity's Felicity. <laughs> so in a predicament of her own, we should not forget, Julie is stressed about her upcoming date with Zach, the pink guy, because they're going to go see this Russian movie, Solaris. So she goes to the video store to rent Solaris before her date with him so that she can maybe understand what the heck is going on when she actually goes on the, her date. And the video store worker who, if you remember American Pie, he was Finch, who slept with Stifler's mom. Um, so quite the quite the late 90s throwback there wearing a fedora basically he calls out exactly what is happening he can tell that julie is renting this movie because she's going on a date with some douchey film school bro who's like testing her to make it seem like she can hang and she likes cool good movies just like him and basically he tells her don't worry he's actually trying to impress you not the other way around it's standard college courtship rituals i think he doesn't know how to date i don't think he's testing her i think he's trying to impress her but instead of trying to get to know her he wants to show her what he knows i think it just really sucks i guess pick a shorter yeah, movie, right? dude no kidding this is but again how many characters do anything in moderation on this show <laughs> it has to be all or nothing it has to be True. extreme so he fits right in yeah. <laughs> why can't he be like Dawson and Dawson's Creek and just go see like Steven Spielberg oh, movies wow. instead some more palatable classics and like yeah like watch watch on his bed in his bedroom like why are we going to the theater for a five hour long movie like let's just watch E.T. at home <laughs> this was before they had like recliner seats yeah. and all that so what Ugh, a nightmare a long one so she, she rents the movie, but she's sort of reassured a little bit by the video store oh, guy. I want to add one thing real quick. I had a really amazing yeah. video store, uh, a rental place at my college um, in undergrad, and it was super cute. And it totally reminded me of this one that they showed in um, the show. So I was really appreciative of that. It was it was uh, like just this cute little hole in the wall type of place. And yeah, probably all the film student people hung out there. It may have been, <laughs> it may have been where I bought all those Sailor Moon VHS videos, Melissa. Um, I don't remember that. Gosh. Like there was like 20 of them. <laughs> right. 
because they if they yeah. were transitioning from VHS to DVT, that's how long ago that was. Oh my goodness! Uh, do you still have those? I thought I, I thought I took them out to your house. I know oh, I I didn't keep I them. Oh, you better ask your mom. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't have them. I can tell you that <laughs> they're in your, your mom's basement. All right, let's go <laughs> that basement. I just know it. I do remember video stores fondly, Blockbuster, but also Melissa. I don't know if you remember. There was like a dollar video store yep. behind our house. Like I yep. would go nuts my in that place. There. A dollar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Joe, you I, did. Shout out to my friend Justin. He'll know. He's. I, I know he's going to be a big fan of, of the pod. So. Shout out to Justin. Justin, what's up? Thanks for providing us with. Yeah. He worked videos. at two locations. That's when he he had transferred over to that one, the one by you guys, because he originally worked by the one that was closer to where we lived. Good stuff. Those it were good amazing. times. I love that. Yeah, it was never it was never crowded. It was for my so birthday, good. he got me a VHS of Goodwill Hunting. So I'm, I'm aging myself here again. Have fun with that. That's yeah. a good movie. <laughs> So then back in the dorm, Felicity's on her way back to her room. And as she gets out of the elevator under her floor, Elena gets into the elevator and corners her and actually stops the elevator, which is something that only happens in movies and TV yeah. drama of it. Ugh. Pull the stop button or push the stop button. But Elena says she needs Felicity's advice. Girl. about men, And even Felicity is shocked at that. She's like, you need my advice? About that, you are in dire straits if you're going to disaster (laughs) for advice. Oh my goodness! Like, go to Noel, go to someone else because Felicity is not the one you want advice from. I'm surprised she didn't go to Noel with their little budding friendship. uh, Yeah, and he knows the Tin Man. Maybe because he was teasing her earlier. Yeah, (laughs) but she goes to Felicity and she explains that in the past, you know, guys have needs, she's got needs. It's been very transactional, basically, her relationships with these guys in her past. And she seems to be pretty emotionally detached. It's been all about like her goals and her school. Guys were just kind of on the side, like they serve their own purpose, but there's really no emotions there. But now Blair's hanging around after their Halloween escapades, and she's like confused. She doesn't know what to do. But just like Joe said, they're complete opposites. And so she's come to Felicity now, who's the romantic. <laughs> and she says, well, Elena, like, maybe you actually like him. And Elena's just kind of stunned. And she doesn't really want to hear that, doesn't know what to do with that. She's like, wait, I like this guy. Now what? <laughs> so then they resume the elevator and the doors open. And as Felicity's leaving, she's like, you know, if, if you just want to talk to me, like, we can go to my room or something. Like, you don't need to corner me in an elevator. <laughs> So yeah, I don't think Elena has had many friendships that were super close like this. Maybe. Yeah. Because she doesn't even know like how to, how to yeah. do girl talk. <laughs> yeah. So friendships or dating relationships, she just seems like she's been very independent, very focused. She's had like, she's a one track yeah. mind. Yeah. One track yep. mind with her goals. Nobody's going to drag her down. And mean, meanwhile, at the loft, we see Ben studying his papers again. And Sean is sitting there too in their living room. And... There's a knock at the door, but despite the fact that Sean is just playing around with his marzipan boxers, like like actual, not boxers, the dogs, but like in the fighting ring boxers, he made some marzipan <laughs> boxers. But Sean is like, can you it's get that? Weird. You get it. Can you get that? I'm like, Sean, his situational awareness is just non-existent. <laughs> but yeah, Ben gets up and he gets the door, even though he's studying for this like life-changing <laughs> tribunal. tribunal. That sounds so serious and scary. 
committee? Is that yeah, better? Yeah, committee. I don't know. He's going to be interviewed by a committee. <laughs> okay. But speaking of Noel, he is the one who's at the door and he's here to do his RA thing, except it's not with an advisee. He's there to help Ben. But it's kind of awkward and Noel's like, can I come in? So they just make chit chat about the loft and how he missed the Halloween party. But Noel's like, look, I just wanted to talk to you about this. And like, you cannot say that this paper is yours. But Ben doesn't want to hear his advice. And even though Noel says, like, if they find out that you lied about writing this paper, it's going to be at least a year suspension. Like, you're going to be suspended. But even though Noel says all that, Ben's like, why do you care if I'm gone? Because they're not friends. And ugh, broke my heart. Noel says, I know Felicity cares. And it's just like, he's doing all of this because he cares about her and he knows that she cares about him, about Ben, and wants to help. And my heart just broke a little that bit. That was a hot Noel moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mother, you better just start doing hottest Noel moments of the episode. <laughs> okay. Hottest Noel moment of the episode. He's like, I know Felicity cares. Um, although... He's got, yeah, he's got, he's a great actor and I love just the way he was delivering the lines and kind of observing those interactions and kind of teasing Elena. I, I think I, I like that scene a lot. So, oh, and he's hot yeah, and he's funny. And that was a funny scene yeah. too. Yeah. Oh. yeah. This was like most caring Noel moment. And the other one was the funniest like Noel moment, but maybe I'll, I'll think about future episodes. What, what moments okay. of Noel I want to do. <laughs> But Ben doesn't like Noel, and Ben just wants Felicity and Noel to leave him alone. So that conversation did not go well, and Noel doesn't want to try Sean's marzipan Aww. boxer. He just kind of tosses it back to back to Sean, which is his latest invention, which I don't know what the purpose of it is, but it's, it's Sean. <laughs> and despite all of her pleading and Noel's pleading, Ben is going to move forward with his plan. And Felicity and Julie are waiting outside of the lecture hall, outside of the room where this tribunal is going to happen. And Felicity's telling Julie that even the head of the English department is in there. And they're just kind of waiting for Ben to come. And once he arrives, Felicity goes up to him and makes one last plea, like, please don't go in there. I will say it's me. And he instead is just like set on it. He's like, hey, that one thing you wrote in your paper, what did that mean? Like, he, he's going to go forward with this. And I don't know. Did you guys think he was really going to do it? I think he wanted to try. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how they asked him to define irony. Like, damn, I would sweat through that too. Right? How do you answer that? I don't know. Yeah. So then the professors, he goes in there and the professors are asking him all sorts of questions about irony and soliloquies. And like, he's kind of sweating through it. He's stumbling on his words because to me, they're hard questions. And it's also a big but... deal. So he probably can't think straight, even if he did know the answer. Yeah. It's like, it's so much pressure. Gotta be nervous. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is rough, but he's getting through it so far. But as Felicity and Julia are watching from outside the room, Noel arrives too and pulls Felicity aside, says, look, the dean called me. Like, he's still convinced that either I wrote the paper or I turned it in or something. And he's trying to get Noel to confess to it. And the dean tells Noel that once the board gets involved with this whole investigation and situation, they're going to open up Ben's entire record and basically reevaluate everything including his application essay, which we all know he actually lied about to get in. He doesn't have a brother. And if they find out he doesn't have a brother, he'll probably be expelled now. So Double this, yikes. Is, this, <laughs> this is serious. 
I mean, it, it was always serious, but this is like worst case yeah. scenario now. And Noel's like, Felicity, you just have to tell the truth here. Like, I firmly believe, he says he firmly believes that the truth is going to come out no matter what. And Felicity still hesitates for a second. She still hesitates yeah, what a there. Jump. They're like, girl, what are you doing? What a disappointment. I was so disappointed. Why is this so hard? I don't know. Maybe she was holding back because she was trying to respect Jen's wishes. And maybe that's, it wasn't her being like, I don't want to get in trouble. I think she just was trying to not piss him off even more at that point and trying to just see, like, maybe he can mm. get through this. Like, let's just see. So maybe that's why she waited. That's true. Because he, he was, he was, yeah, it was I mean, he's in the room. He's still, he's struggling, but he's answering right, so the questions. Like, he's she could have potentially blown it. it even worse. Like, he would have gotten through it again. Like, he would have done fine on the paper if she didn't intervene. Like, maybe he'll do fine on the tribunal if she doesn't mm-hmm. intervene. So she's just going to wait. And then Rogalski asks a question and, you know, another tough one comparing Browning with something else, Hamlet or the Duchess. Who the heck knows? I've never even mm-hmm. heard of these things. So Ben is thinking about it and he just, he really doesn't know the answer this time. And in a shocking moment, at least shocking to me, he just, up in a bit he's like i didn't write the paper like it just came out so fast and so sure like i was just surprised that in that mm. moment he didn't still try and stumble his way through it i was just really I think i've got an i didn't notice this before but now as you're talking about this i've said oh i think that's another kind of abuse dynamic thing sometimes the tension building goes on too long and the person who is going to end up being a victim will go ahead and nudge it so it can you just get that blow up over with and he's just like, let me just have my punishment. I don't want to draw this out any longer kind of thing. Like, let's just have our blowout and, and move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the cycles of abuse, mm-hmm. like the honeymoon stage, tension building, and then there's the blow up. So I think this was the tension building. And he was just like, okay, let's just let's just do this thing. Just I'm in trouble. Like, let's just have it. Oh, this having you talk through all that, like, it's just an even more heartbreaking yeah. episode now. Yeah. It's just so sad. Ugh, even more upsetting. So he admits he wrote he didn't write the paper. And when he asks who wrote the paper, Ben still protects Felicity and says, I got it off some guy. I don't even know who he is. And in that moment, I was like, wow, is he still like, why would he still in that moment protect Felicity, even though she is at fault? Like he still was trying. I, I just I mean, I'm not team Ben, but I still thought like, wow, that he must maybe really care about her because he doesn't also want her punished. I don't know. That was meaningful. He's just taking the high road. He's, yeah, you know, he's not going to stoop low. I think it also might have to do with whatever was going on um, at home. He probably had to protect his mother a lot, it seemed. So I think Mm -hmm. he has a natural instinct to be protective of a woman. (laughs) So even though she was involved and caused this whole thing to begin with, I think that's kind of hardwired into him too. And maybe also at this point, he really is just done with her, like done being friends, done with everything. So why bring her back into this mess? Maybe it's just like, I'm done with it. Like, I can't deal with her. I got it off some guy, whatever. Like just your ties and move on. Like you said, give me my punishment. Let's move on. Yeah. But now Felicity decides she's (laughs) going to barge in and she admits that she did it. And the professor's like, what? You wrote his paper. You rewrote his paper. Why? Great and question. They kind of all take a beat. Yeah. It's just a very valid question. <laughs> and when the, yeah, when there's just kind of a pause, they no one's speaking. All of a sudden, Ben pipes up in a very sad moment, says, 
because I'm stupid. And that's just so sad. I'm even getting choked up a little bit thinking about it. Like he looks so hurt. And after he says that he storms out and and you really see why this action from Felicity hurt him so much because to him that meant you think I'm stupid. It's not like, oh, you mm-hmm. were helping me. Cool. Thanks. Like it's I don't think I'm good enough and you yeah. think I'm stupid. And he and again out. with the background, he's I am confident he's been told he's stupid his entire life by his father. There's there's no way that hasn't happened. So I think it's extra extra painful because Felicity, up until this point, has demonstrated nothing but adoration for him. Like she wrote an essay about him and she followed him across the country. So she was the president of his fan club, but nope, she thinks he's a dummy. So that that destroys the dream. It's over. Crushed. Like poor Ben. Yeah. Hmm. Devastating. And he did nothing to in this episode. Like he did nothing to deserve mm-hmm. any of this. It all just happened on him. Again, from his sucker. <laughs> so so then later on we get some more moody slow motion shots and Felicity is waiting on Ben's stoop for him. And as he comes home, probably from walking around the city, just thinking and brooding, she assures him that she told them that Ben had nothing to do with this. It was all her fault. She rewrote it. He never asked her. And then Ben asks her flat out, like, why did you do this? And this also made me sad and sympathetic toward Felicity. And I think that's like Carrie Russell's just such a great Mm -hmm. actress that I do still feel bad for her at this point, even though she did do something wrong. But she explains that she's a geek and that growing up school is literally all she had. Ben was popular. He had the track team. He had tons of friends. She literally only had school and getting straight A's. And she's like, it it wasn't because I thought the essay was bad. It's just that's all she knows is to like get straight A's and write really good papers. And she apologizes again and says that the last thing that she would want to make him feel is anything less than amazing. So I I do sympathize with her in this moment. Again, doesn't justify what she did. It was completely wrong, but she's also just so sad and yeah. <laughs> and like I was a geek in school, so like I get where she's coming from. It got like her her passion for school got the best of her. That's her hobby. Eh. She was smiling too much though while she was doing it. I think she was a little bit too proud of herself and it felt <laughs> a little bit selfish. Like she's quote unquote helping him, but she's also Feeling, you know, I, oh, like I'm so awesome. I'm so smart. Like, look at look at this amazing new thing I'm doing with this paper. It's just she was a little bit proud of herself too. It's like she was she was her own biggest fan in that moment, not his biggest fan. So it's still selfish. But again, that's because that's all she has. That's all she's gonna have if she keeps acting up like this. She's not one hundred percent. But I mean, you can tell she's very remorseful in that moment. I mean, she has been the whole episode after they get found out but uh yeah again doesn't justify what she did for sure then back at the dorm we see elena come back again through that elevator and blair's waiting for her in that lobby of their floor and he brought her some takeout chinese takeout (laughs) and she apologizes because apparently she was at the library and in line for some book I don't know. She's like, if I got out of line, I wasn't going to get to read this book. And I had work to do. She's always got work to do. She's like, I can't do Halloween. I got work to do. And so she can't go on date. She's got work to do. So she clearly missed the dinner. And Blair makes a joke. He's like, that's okay. I met this guy. And he assembles puzzles and goes into this whole thing. And he's clearly trying to make her feel bad about not showing up. Um, And he goes into this whole thing about how he likes her, even all these little quirks and faults that she has. He likes that. 
but he doesn't like the Elena that pushes people away because she's afraid. And I think like he looks really cute in his turtleneck sweater, but overall I don't love this. Like I said, like I don't think the situation ages super well. He said before that if she did not show, he wasn't going to bother her again. Yet here he mm-hmm. is bothering her again and it's like maybe she just doesn't like you. Like I know for the sake of the story, she does mm-hmm. like him and she's just scared. But he doesn't know that. And maybe she did just want a one night stand to get her needs met and then move on from Halloween. Like this is college. Why does it have to be something more? So I didn't like I think he's cute and he's very sincere and he clearly does like her. But if she, he said he wasn't going to show up again, he wasn't going to bother her. And he is bothering her again. OK. And at the same time, this entire show is about Felicity pursuing Ben over and over and over. And we're all OK with that. Like that's why we're watching this show. No, we're not, though. She's crazy. What do you mean? We're not, though. Definitely comes out differently than the man is the pursuer, and that's not fair. So that's why I'm so hard on Felicity sometimes. She's a fan. That's when I'm so hard on Felicity. There's a lot of cringe that she does, and we wouldn't give her any grace if the show was called Ben, and he was the one who followed her across the country. We were watching him, you know, do all these antics and shenanigans and cringe stuff. Like, we'd be so much harder on a male character than than we are in Felicity. And but I think that's because overall female characters have more to worry about. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Like I agree. And and we've all discussed safety you know, wise. endearing Carrie Russell makes Felicity and you know she's giving a really great yeah. performance. But I just thought I'd put that out there that we have to kind of call out both sides like when and we do. And that's why I'm constantly being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did that. That's terrible. Yeah. She crosses yeah. the lines, <laughs> but it, it does look. But it does look like Elena is kind of accepting up what a Blair bit. is saying and realizing. Yeah, she's realizing like maybe he has a point here, and also Felicity pointed that out to her as well. Like you could like, and I forget maybe. this part. I thought he brought the food specifically because he was probably convinced that she was studying and just wouldn't have eaten that day, like just not taking care of. Herself. I don't remember. I didn't. I don't remember that particular scene. Um, I thought it was like. Like, oh, I thought it was like, you didn't show up to dinner, so here's the leftovers. Thoughtful, like, you were probably <laughs> studying like usual, and you probably didn't bother to eat, so here's some food for you. And that's that. Okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> and now off to Julie and Pink Guy's date, which they actually went on. They're getting out of Solaris and kind of like the exorcist date. Like, they're coming out of the theater, and she says she loves it. But Pink Guy's like, yeah, you were sleeping and snoring in my ear. <laughs> so... The, you know, she's trying to kind of lie and pretend to be someone she's not here. And he's like, yeah, it's OK. I know you didn't like it. Maybe don't take her to a five hour movie on a date, bro. Yeah, but that's so stupid. Julie. Ju- yeah. But Julie's like, look, there's a reason why I fell asleep. And she divulges that she rented it ahead of time. So she already saw it. And so she was bored the second time around. And Pink Guy says, it doesn't matter. I like you anyway. Great. Hey. Can we do something else on a date now, Pink Guy? No more movies for a while. But finally, Ben and Felicity show up back to the English class. Um, Looks like they're going to a meeting with Rogalski, probably to get their punishment. Their (laughs) sentencing. (laughs) Tribunal sentencing. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's just Professor Rogalski now, and it looks like he has decided to be sympathetic or empathetic and says, like, I don't think this was 
this big intentional plot to cheat and plagiarize. He says it was just a case of poor judgment and that they're not going to be expelled or suspended, but they will both fail this paper, which is probably best case scenario at this point. Like all you're going to do is fail a paper. I mean, it'll impact their grades, especially Ben. Yeah. So it's still, I feel like will impact him more than her uh, at this point, but the professor does say like, Ben, I read your original paper and you would have gotten a B. Almost and devastating part. Really the... Oh, sad. Uh, Neil in the yeah. coffin. Like his paper was good. He was right. And she just had to mess had to everything up. Yeah. So as they're leaving the meeting, Felicity stalks after him to apologize again. And Ben just does con- kind of look like resolved at this point he says it's okay and you can just kind of see he's like it's fine because i'm done with you like yeah i know you're sorry but this is what it is now i don't trust you anymore and that's just kind of it for them so not a great ending (laughs) to the episode but as we survey the aftermath of all of these situations in slow-mo per usual we do hear sally's tape back to felicity and (laughs) She uses a word, uh, interesting. She's like, it's interesting what Felicity did for Ben. I'm like, well, that's one word yeah, for Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting um, is a bad word in my field. It's interesting. <laughs> I don't like interesting. That means it's going to be yeah, rough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if interesting is the right word here, but she says that she understands that Felicity has these expectations for who he is and that she's had the same for Emmett, who, if you all remember, is her new guy in Santa Fe. Even though that's unfair, Sally recognizes that. She's like, he isn't perfect, but he's not John, who was her late fiance. And she says that there is some poem that she remembers that resonates right now. And in the poem, it says, is it harder to count on someone or to know that you are the one being counted upon? And we see Ben eating one of the marzipan (laughs) boxers as she says this. (laughs) And then the poem continues, if equal affection cannot be let the more loving one be me. And again, she's so wise and it's really? so beautiful. <laughs> but I also, again, bring up the fact that like in this moment, is Ben maybe the more loving one? Because again, like it seems like he's maybe forgiven her. I don't know if he'll forget, but like he's kind of forgiven her. He's moved on. He even tried to still protect her from getting in trouble by saying like he bought it from some guy. So I don't know. Like, I just wonder if he was still thinking that she was justified because he's not good enough and he's not smart and maybe ben was actually the more loving one in that moment i think it's more of the trauma response too yeah maybe not the romantic like not romantic lover right but just like right you know being the more mature person perhaps Mm -hmm. or like dr joe was saying like he just wanted wanted to protect her and yeah i think he just he just had the more mature response at that point yeah and for the quote, like, is it harder to count on someone or to know that you're the one being counted upon? I think we've addressed this in multiple episodes now that Felicity has this high, high standard yeah. for Ben. Like she has this fantasy of who he is. And every episode we're kind of picking apart that maybe that fantasy is not real life. He's Mm-mm. a real human. He makes mistakes. And that that might weigh on him more than we thought. Like he knows Felicity just puts him on this pedestal and that's a lot to live up to. and so. I think that could also make this really hard for him to deal with because, again, he doesn't feel like he's lived up to that expectation. Right. And she kind of showed him 
that he didn't when she rewrote the paper. So his worst fears were proven true. Even if she's saying that's not the case, it, it really feels like it. And I also thought that these quotes from Sally were even so perfect for both Julie's and Elena's situations with their men. Like Julie was dealing with living up to someone's expectations of her like oh I have to be smart to understand this movie that he's taking me to and Elena clearly sees that Blair likes her and wants her to be this person who goes on dates and is romantic and lovey-dovey and maybe she's never gotten to do that before never wanted to do that before so I just I thought that this ending was so perfect for literally all of the storylines that went on in this episode and who among us hasn't changed our personalities or interests for a crush especially mm. at that age like I think this whole episode it's a lot of growing up that needs to be done realizing who you are and just being confident in who you are and not needing to change yourself for someone else and I think like Ben is struggling with that I think Julie and Elena I think they're all just like struggling to figure out who they are and realizing that you don't have to live up to anyone else's ideals for what you need to be or, or who you need to be right and not forcing other people to live up to your ideals either yeah so that was a good episode right <laughs> I'm glad that's our meeting. It was a meaty <laughs> episode. It was an like Halloween episode, but there's a lot there. There was a lot there. And one of the signals for this, maybe there's a pattern here because our hay counter was only at five when we just broke a record at like 20 in the last episode. There was only five hays. So maybe there's a correlation here with like the worse the episode is drama wise and like awkwardness. Hmm. The fewer haze there are, because okay. there's a lot more going on than just like, hey, let's talk. Yeah. Hey. I think people had to <laughs> have to do an analysis at the <laughs> yeah. end to see how many episodes had lots of haze. Like a stats program, like a correlation. I think, too, people had to do a lot more sitting with themselves and kind of reflecting on their own mm. actions or just a little bit more contemplation and not so much like, hey, we're hanging out, we're talking, we're having lots of conversations. I think she had to sit and think about what she did. Stuff she wasn't. So at least Felicity wasn't running around saying hey to everybody. Yeah. And when they were talking, it was intense fighting and not necessarily just like a hey, let's talk. It was, what do you mean you yeah. rewrote my paper? <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> well, we got through it. We got through cheating. Who knows how Felicity's going to bounce back from this, but we will, we'll see next week. And thanks, Felicity fam, for continuing to listen. I think we're going to be in a little bit of a rough, rough couple of episodes here, but hopefully there will still be some good comic relief and, of course, great discussion. Thanks for joining. Bye. 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 Felicity Was Here is produced, written, and edited by Heather, Melissa, and Dr. Joe. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Felicity Was Here Pod. If you're enjoying the pod, please leave us a review and help us spread the word. We appreciate you and would love to hear from Felicity superfans like us. So send us your feedback, ask us your burning questions, or just say hey at felicitywashearpod at gmail.com. We may even read your note in a future episode. Talk to you all next week.